Welcome back to Fringe Spirit, Not Your Love and Light Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to get into the various phases of awakening. Right? Okay. So, first of all, let's get an idea of essentially what awakening is. Chances are if you're listening to this, you you know, right? Because you've already gone through some or all of these phases or are experiencing maybe several of these stages or phases presently. So, awakening to almost, I guess, my definition is the point in which we begin to realize, accept, and believe that there is more to us than our human body, to this human, than this human incarnation. We become aware of our soul and the eternal aspect of it and the universe as a whole of, you know, unity and the fact that we're all connected, the fact that we've been living all these different lives and incarnations and essentially the, the idea of basically how our higher self would see our reality, right? We begin to essentially move the ego aside to some extent and connect higher, connect more so with our higher self and these higher energies. We begin to raise our vibration and we begin to understand our eternal nature and why we're here and the point of all of this and open up to all of these realizations and our reality completely changes and shifts, uh, typically in a lot of good ways. However, there are some phases of this process that are not so fun. And some people get really stuck in those in those phases and sometimes almost get a little defeated by those phases. Okay, so phase one. Phase one, I would consider the point of just complete discontent with our lives, with some aspects or components within our lives or ourselves, and or a level of depression. Typically, it's this kind of depression and apathy in one or many areas of our lives. It's that feeling of there has to be more. Is this really all that there is? Are we really here to be born, to be grow, you know, grow up in this public school system where we are forced to learn a very specific way and then we have to go to college to get a high paying job and that is our goal we spend our our childhood and our adolescence striving for money get a new job and then you're supposed to get married buy a house and start a family and and when that that feeling of Is that really it? Like, all I'm here for is to work, produce offspring, and then die? 
And so when you start to have those feelings and it's this feeling of kind of just unfulfillment in areas of our lives, right? Maybe you you got the job that you wanted while you were a kid. You went to college for it and you got your dream job. You got that perfect job. Or maybe you got the job that either society or your teachers or your parents or peers pushed on you because it pays well and it has good benefits. And we have to have health insurance, especially if we're going to start a family. So you get the job that you intended for whatever the reason you intended it. But then you find it's not fulfilling you. It doesn't feel good. You don't feel you don't feel happy. You thought as a kid if you did everything right that you would be happy at the end of the day. You would feel joy. And you get all the things that you want. Uh maybe you found the perfect partner and you guys have a beautiful relationship with good communication, very, you know, amazing connection and love and a just a beautiful balanced partnership, right? You got that person, that person that you always wanted and everything is great, yet there's a feeling of, you know, discontent or lack of fulfillment. Maybe you always wanted to be a mom or a dad and you you did so you had kids and you know everything's great and still there's a feeling of discontent there's a feeling of i'm not fulfilled and it's like no matter what you do no matter what hobbies you seek out or what jobs you get or you know the growth that you do within yourself it just constantly feels like like you're seeking something, but you can't quite put your finger on it. You're not quite sure what it is, but there's, you, you have this gut feeling that there's something more. However, we have not been brought up in a society and a family, most likely, where we are taught to, to listen to our intuition and to listen to our gut feelings and to follow that yearning, right? So you find yourself in this place and some people do hit a full-on rock bottom of depression or severe anxiety, but you, you, you're you at this point of a pretty low place and knowing that there's something more. And then phase two, phase two begins to, to come in and that is where you begin to question things. You you begin to open up to new beliefs, new ideas, and find a desire to begin learning more. So you begin asking questions. You begin asking questions internally. You begin asking questions to those around you. You begin to find that certain things, uh, maybe it's Maybe Reiki. Maybe you heard that term and it piqued your interest and something drew you to it. Or you know someone who does tarot or readings or things like that. And you just started to feel a draw. 
and you decided to follow it. And then you decided to start asking questions. You decided to start researching, listening to podcasts, listening to, you know, various videos, maybe on the Gaia network or on YouTube, whatever the case may be. You reach out to maybe someone that you know that is more open to these kind of spiritual topics. And again, you just, you start asking questions. Your, the wheels start turning in your mind that were kind of shut off, right? And it, and you start to feel a little bit of excitement initially because you're like, okay, I'm intrigued. Like this is pulling me in. Maybe this is the thing. Maybe this is what I've been seeking. Maybe. This is what's missing in my life. But part of the questioning phase comes with the ego death, right? The ego death. It's, it's the point where your identities begin to crumble, right? So our identities. So what does that mean? That means if you're a mom, one of your identifiers, one of your identities is a mom, and those the that may begin to crumble. Maybe one of your identities is uh, the manager of XYZ, whatever your job title might be, right? That's one of your identities. Your identity could be a mother or a daughter. And, and what happens is these things begin to crumble. You begin to realize, I am not just those things. Because we, we find... We, we tend to be very attached to these identities, these identifiers. And anything that threatens those, that changes anything about those, we feel threatened by. So these identities begin to fall away. They begin to become less relevant in our lives. We begin to realize that we're more than mom. We're more than manager. We're more than wife. We're more than daughter or son or any of those things, right? And then our beliefs begin to crumble. So maybe you grew up in an organized religion and you find yourself questioning certain aspects about it that don't feel right or that never really made sense to you, but you never decided to question before. Or maybe you didn't grow up with really any belief system. Maybe you, you know, just believe that we live and then we die and then nothing happens after that or whatever the case may be. But your beliefs in a spiritual way begin to crumble. Your beliefs in very human ways also begin to crumble. Your beliefs of how we live our lives, you know, back to the example of, you know, we, we grow up and we're urged to get a high paying job and to find a partner and to get married and buy a house and start a family and make sure you have a really good retirement fund so that you can spend 10, maybe 20 years, if you're lucky, at the end of your life, actually enjoying your life. Again, if you're lucky, right? That belief system also begins to crumble, right? All these structures uh, around us, you know, these our social and political structures and our beliefs within them begin to crumble. We begin to recognize the polarity of the way society is set up and we begin to see through some of the bullshit. We begin to see things almost like the behind the curtain version. And 
every so much of what we thought we knew about society and these political and social structures, our relationship dynamics, and ourselves, and all of it just begins to crumble. We start to realize certain relationships are not serving us, are very one-sided. We, we begin to realize that we're a people pleaser and we're doing things for the wrong reasons, right? Then we may find things also that, that brought you joy don't bring you joy anymore. Maybe you loved going out with your friends and grabbing a drink and just getting rowdy and just having a lot of fun, right? And then now you find like, I don't even want to do that, right? I don't want to go out and, and sit at the bar and drink, right? And, and the, so these things that typically bring you joy, you're finding don't bring you joy. So it's almost like things tend to feel worse before they get better. It's like the, the depression from phase one almost intensifies because everything, our whole reality begins to fall away to the point where we're like, who am I? What? Is, why am I here? Like, what is the point? What the hell am I doing here? And all of these things. And, and then that brings us to the point of wanting to just be a hermit, wanting to just be alone and self-reflect. It's the, you become to realize that you know, the energies out in the world are becoming a bit too much. And there's there's a sense of overwhelm and overstimulation that comes along with this typically of everything's crumbling. And it's like, it feels like chaos, even though the chaos is internal. It's It's almost like if the apocalypse was happening in the world around you, except it's happening within you. And so it makes you feel like you just want to be alone and you spend a lot of time in self-reflection. You spend a lot of time, this is typically where do, people do tend to start their healing journey, but not always. And we will get into the healing journey and how that plays such a vital role in how all of these phases play out. But yeah, we tend to just want to be alone and... And we realize that so much of what we put value in may have been superficial, right? We place so much value in money and status and materialistic things. And then we realize there's so much more out there. It doesn't matter if I drive a BMW or a Honda. It doesn't matter if I have the Gucci bag or you know, one that I got at a thrift store. These you start to these things start to not matter to you. Things that mattered, things that that were very important to you tend to fall away. And we're basically everything about us begins to fall away and shed off of us. And we are trying to put things back together, but we, we need to create new, right? So we'd have to spend this time alone in solitude for a period of time to really figure out who we are and who we want to be and what is the reality? What is the truth? And a lot of times this is very internal and very by yourself. Okay. 
The next phase, phase number three, I call it the dabbling phase. So you spent your time really kind of dismantling your belief systems and your reality and beginning to kind of rebuild your new reality, realize what brings you joy and, you know, maybe swapping out some relationships in your life. And maybe you got a new job because you realized the old one wasn't serving you or you were doing it for the wrong reasons or whatever the case may be. And then you, so now you were kind of on the, on the upswing, right? We're, we're not so much in the depression and the low phase and all of that. And we are, we begin to dabble. So what does that mean, right? We're, we're, re- A, we're ready to connect with humanity again, right? We're, we're, we have the desire to seek out like-minded people. We are seeking community, right? We realized that a lot of the relationships in our life were not serving us, that we're not with like-minded people. Maybe they were toxic. Maybe they were just very close-minded and they just had no interest in some of the things that you were now finding an interest in. So now we're ready to connect again. We're looking for these people. We're connecting with different communities, whether it's online or in person. You're trying things like Reiki. You're trying sound healings. You are trying acupuncture. You are booking sessions with a psychic. You are, you know, digging into past lives and your inner child and you're meditating and you're 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 now putting some of the things that you began to learn and still continuing to learn but you're there's more action behind it right you're starting to connect with people and and do this type of work right you begin to notice your clairs are opening up right So your clairvoyance, right? Your ability to see with your third eye, not with your physical eyeballs, begins to turn on. And maybe you're having some lucid dreaming. Maybe you are meditating and you're starting to see all of these crazy things, right? Maybe you begin to start seeing spirits just walking around uh, just wherever you go, right? your clear audience, right? Maybe you start to hear things. And again, maybe it's in meditation. Maybe it's just in your day to day. You, we start to, we start to notice our sensitivities to energies, right? It's very much that empathic ability. We start to recognize like maybe these thoughts are not mine or that, that feeling when you go into a room and you can just feel the energy is really heavy and tense. And while you may have felt that before, it it probably becomes more intense and maybe you feel it in different parts of your body and you're starting to learn how you receive energy because we all receive in different ways. We all use the all these different clairs, which are essentially our ability to receive in different ways and in different combinations and all of that. So we begin to start utilizing our metaphysical abilities, right? Typically, it starts where maybe we're looking for a mentor. Maybe the mentor isn't a person that you know. Maybe maybe you listen to a podcast. Maybe you found someone on the internet. 
and you just follow them and you and you absorb their content, right? You begin to start dabbling and doing all of these things. And so part of the dabbling phase, so not only are you expanding, right? You're you're opening your chakras, which you're raising your vibration through clearing out this energy, right? Part of what tends to happen also with this dabbling phase, and I don't think I've seen anyone who did not experience this to some extent, whether or not they knew what was happening, it's psychic attacks. It is... So when we begin to open up and we start using our metaphysical abilities, it is almost like there's just like this beacon on top of our head that's like, newbie, newbie over here. And because what happens is at the very beginning, we don't have discernment. Discernment is developed over the course of experiences and until you start to have these experiences, our discernment is always going to be low. And some people go into it with uh, a good background and some people don't. Some people maybe learned from other people before they started trying to channel or, or pull cards or use a pendulum or meditate. And then some people Maybe you took a course on how to channel or how to tap into your abilities, and it's like everything came online. For me personally, I was always a very clairvoyant type of person. I always saw things. However, what happened for me is I someone cleared out and opened up all of my chakras for the very first time, and it was like everything was turned on. It was like the clair, the clairvoyance was like next level and I couldn't escape it, right? Everything, the, you know, the voices, the, the things that I'm seeing, the way I'm feeling the energy and all of the things around me, it just everything heightened and became very, very overwhelming and intense. And what happened was, is I wanted to connect with my spirit guides, right? I wanted to connect with my higher self. I wanted to learn how to meditate. I wanted to learn how to tap into my past lives and all of these things. However, I didn't have the discernment to know what I'm connecting with. So I ended up connecting with a lot of dark entities, opening a lot of portals in my home. At one point, my house was so unbearable to even be in. I spent as much time sitting outside as possible, even if it was like 30, 40 degrees out, I would just be freezing. But it felt better than being inside my house because I made such a mess of my house by connecting with these things because I didn't have the discernment. I didn't know. And so what sometimes we kind of get unlocked. We get turned on, right? Someone... So, you know, there's so many beautiful humans that can do these types of things and essentially like just turn you on. And sometimes it's as simple as clearing out your chakras and that type of thing. And then you sometimes get bombarded by energy and beings. And if you're not aware of the dualistic nature of our, our planet as well as the universe, and you don't have the discernment to discern, is this of the light? Is this of the dark? Does this have my best interest at hand? Or is this trying to fuck with me? It's nearly impossible to, to know right off the bat. So 
when we begin to dabble, we tend to get these psychic attacks. And everyone kind of goes differently with this. Sometimes it it brings people down so low that they say, fuck this, I'm done. Like, this is scary. This is intimidating. Like, this is just making my life a mess. I don't want to do, I don't want to explore this anymore. And that, it really breaks my heart when people experience that. And oftentimes people really experience it in that way when they don't have the background knowledge and they just really allow someone to open them up, but they haven't done the shadow work and they don't understand discernment. They Maybe they learned from someone who's light, love and light only and they taught them, oh yeah, dark stuff doesn't affect you, right? That doesn't exist. It can't mess with you, et cetera, et cetera, right? And if you learn from someone like that, then you believe those types of things and we, you begin to start getting these psychic attacks. So the, the dabbling phase, again, comes with these psychic attacks. And the best advice that I could give anyone that is experiencing that phase, especially if they are, you know, recognizing like, am I being messed with a little bit here? Or, you know, is it, is it, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? It happens to all of us because here's the thing. We cannot develop discernment without getting fucked with. We can't possibly know what it feels like to be lied to or fucked with or manipulated by something low vibrational until we do. Of course, we can learn all about it. And that is, in my opinion, the best first step before trying to do any of these things. But you're still going to experience it And the quicker that you can recognize it, which is why being informed is a really empowering thing, because the quicker that you recognize, like, I don't think that this is my spirit guide, or, you know, the energy in my house doesn't feel so good, you know, maybe I need to, to, you know, learn how to transmute an entity so I can get rid of it and my house can feel better. Right. The, the quicker you can start to recognize those things, you know, the better off you'll be, which again comes back to just educating yourself and using, using your discernment of what resonates. Right. If you listen to somebody and they're telling you, Oh yeah, you know, the energy feels off in your house. Just light some sage and walk around and repeat this mantra and you'll be fine. And. But maybe it doesn't resonate, just doesn't feel right. It's like, "Eh, I don't know about that. Listen to your gut, right? Because first of all, that is definitely not how dark entities operate. That definitely can help with some stagnant energy, but it is definitely not going to force a dark entity out of your home. Um, Not that alone in itself. So just educate yourself. Do not go into it in a place of fear, right? As soon as you begin to start using your metaphysical abilities and you're coming from a low vibration, A, law of attraction, right? You're going to attract where you're at. So if you're at a low vibration, you're more likely to attract things of a low vibration. But if you're feeling desperate, right? Some people feel very like, I just, I really just need this guidance. If I can just get a message to help me right now, that's all I need and I'll be happy, right? When you kind of have that desperation, right? That's very low vibrational and you're more likely to attract something lower and not what you're seeking out. And 
you're more likely to just believe it because you're so desperate for an answer. So it's almost like whatever answer comes through, you're just going to jump on, jump on board with. So this is not to scare anyone because that is absolutely not what I want to do. I want everyone to be using their metaphysical abilities. I want everyone to feel empowered. But if you're in a major place of fear, that is just not where you want to start dabbling. You want to start dabbling when you are maybe moved past a place of fear and you're feeling more confident and maybe you have some support, right? You found your community. Maybe you found a mentor. Maybe you find you're finding some like-minded people. If you, if you have a support system and you have people that can help you or even just people to bounce ideas and experiences off of, that can make all of the difference when it comes to these psychic attacks during your dabbling phase. And because at the end of the day, all you really have to do is have the discernment to recognize this is not of the light and telling it to go away, right? If you don't engage with it, it's going to go away and it's going to eventually realize, okay, like I can't, I can't pull one off with her. So I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else, right? And again, part of, part of, how this phase goes is really determined by where you're at in your healing journey. Okay, we'll talk about the healing journey after and how that plays a role. So the last phase that I have here, and of course, you can Google and research and you'll find 5 million different lists of different phases or stages of awakening. This is based on my experience and a lot of the people that I've worked with and their experience. So phase four is what is my purpose? We begin to, we're, we're, we're not newbies anymore, right? And we're, we're beginning to understand the way the universe works. We're beginning to understand our eternal nature and the way energy works and how, you know, the, the, how the universe is based in vibration and how vibration and law of attraction works, right? We begin to understand a lot of these key components and aspects, right? And then you're like, okay, so what is my purpose then, right? I've lived all these lifetimes. I've chosen to incarnate into this body on this planet, but why, right? And so the what is my purpose phase is, what are my what are my contracts? What are my blueprints? What what did I choose? Why did I choose to incarnate here at this time in this body and experiencing the things that I'm experiencing, right? And there's tends to be multiple reasons, right? We tend to have some karma that we potentially want to clear. Not always. Some people are kind of brand new to planet Earth and don't really have any earthly karma. Maybe they have some more galactic karma, but that's a conversation for another day. So we're typically here, we're here usually to gain something and to give something, right? It's that balance between giving, which is the masculine, and receiving, which is the feminine. Again, we everything is about balance. So typically, the what am I here to receive is usually learning. It's usually lessons. It's usually through hardships. Your what am I here to learn and gain is typically you can probably look back at your life and say like what hardships 
did I go through and what did I learn from them? What cycles do I continue to repeat? Because that's might be a karmic thing, and which again, that's also a lesson. So the what am I here to receive? You know, while there's other components as well, but a lot of times it is related to the hardships that we have endured during this lifetime through childhood, through adolescence and through adulthood. In addition, we may just be here to experience being a human. And it's a unique experience to not have our memory of past incarnations, to not have our memory of who we've been and what we've done and all of these things, right? Sometimes we just are here to just live the human experience and understand the human emotions and psychology and all of that. Then there's the what am I here to give? And that tends to be what people are are looking for when they're asked, what is my purpose? It tends to be so it tends to be somewhat broad what you've chosen for yourself. Not always. Nothing's one size fits all. Every scenario is different. But the what is my purpose tends to be something that you have mastered in your previous incarnations. And that's your forte. That's what you're good at. And so that is what you're choosing to bring to this incarnation. You're not always choosing to bring it in a very specific way, right? Maybe your purpose is to be a healer. You could be a therapist. You could be a medical doctor. You could be a massage therapist or an acupuncturist or an energy healer, right? Something like Reiki or any of these other 5 million modalities. Or maybe you're here to heal the land and not people or or something along those lines, right? So some a lot of times we we get to the point of what is my purpose and we really want to know the specifics of it, but it might just be you're here to be a healer and how how you choose to play that out tends to be very open to your own human ego and mind and and experience, right? So that is what I consider phase 4 is what is my purpose and how do I embody my purpose? Because a lot of times we're already living it out and we don't even know it. Maybe not to the perfect extent, but if you think back, think about what am I good at? Okay, maybe at every job, what is the the common thread of like, what am I really good at? Am I really good at communication? Am I really, am I a very compassionate, empathic person? Am I a safe space for people? Am I really good at teaching or training people? You know, you got to really think of like, what are these things that I tend to be drawn to and good at and enjoy, right? So it's what is my purpose? How am I going to play it out? And then stepping into it, right? Okay, so a component that I want to talk about is the healing journey. So the healing journey consists of a lot of our shadow work, our shadow work and clearing out the energies. So the shadow is is the unconscious, subconscious components of us, our, our inner child trauma, our past life trauma, our past life karma, uh, 
the programming that we receive during childhood, during all of these different things, right? It's, it's essentially, it's psychology for the mind, body, soul, right? It's instead of just traditional talk therapy, and let's talk through your things in your conscious mind, it's going deeper to the soul level and healing you on a soul level instead of a more surface human level. So, Where you are in your healing journey throughout these different phases is going to very much determine how they go for you. If you have done a lot of healing prior to, quote unquote, waking up, a lot of this is going to be more smoothly for you. If you have not, it's going to make phase one, which is the discontent and depression phase, it's going to make that hit probably a bit harder. You're probably going to be more on the depression end of it than the apathy end of it, right? And phase two, when you're beginning to question things and you're going through the ego death and dismantling your identities and reality, if you have not done any sort of healing, as soon as those identities begin to fall away, it's going to be way more difficult, right? When your beliefs begin to crumble away and we have attachments to our identities and our beliefs, it makes it a lot more difficult. The big one, because typically it's around these this phase two, phase three, where we really start to dive into our shadow work. But if you begin to start dabbling, right? Phase three again, dabbling, where you know we begin to utilize our metaphysical abilities and you know, start to experience some psychic attacks and and also some positive interactions and connections as well. If you have not even begun to do any sort of healing or shadow work there, that is where you are going to be more likely to fall into the, there's so much dark energy around me. This is so overwhelming. I can't handle it. I'm in such a place of fear and I want to bail. So it is very important that we are always doing healing. There's no healing is the is a journey. Healing is not a beginning, middle and end where we're just seeking the end. It's everything along the journey is part of it. You don't have to be to some insanely enlightened place to be fully healed and be able to like live a happy, joyful, content life. When we are not doing our healing, we we tend to be very imbalanced. So when we begin to start dabbling or we be, you know, we're questioning things and we're learning, we can become super obsessive where we're almost We're leaving our human reality and life behind and we're spending all of our time in meditation and we only want to talk about spiritual topics and all we want to do is meditate and do energy work and all of these things. And we all, we have to have a balance between our human life and our needs of our human body and human existence and this human fractal that we're existing in, and our needs of our soul and and what that is yearning for, right? Our human and our soul are always kind of yearning for different things, but there's an overlap, right? 
But we want to have that balance. Too many people, and I see it, and and you can recognize these people, they tend to be super, super ungrounded. And because they are so, they are fully embodying their spiritual side and their soul that they have almost forgotten their human. And so they're very, very ungrounded and out of touch with reality. And they're not living the human experience. And we need to do both, right? We need to please our human and we need to please our soul. So if we're doing the healing, we be, we realize these things, right? It's a, it's a sign of some healing that needs to be done if we're super Im- imbalanced in those areas, right? And then when it comes to the what is my purpose, and a lot of people fall into this one as well, if they have not done their healing, it's, you know, if I embody my soul purpose, then I'll be happy, right? And, you know, maybe if your soul purpose is in any way, shape, or form related to something that you can make a career out of, we get really attached to creating this career and this business because it, arts is my sole purpose. So I have to create, I need to monetize it. And, and, you know, again, that is, that is that programming from society that me, that says we can't just do things for fun. We have to monetize everything. Everything is about money. And so you do all of this and you think, okay, well, now I'll be happy if I do this. And then you realize that you're not. And then, that tends to cause almost another ego death or dark night of the soul. We go through multiple ego deaths or dark nights of the soul throughout our lives. And the more unhealed we are, the more, the lower we tend to fall when those things happen. So, We want to and be incorporating, and it doesn't mean you need to go balls to the wall and just heal, 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 right? There's everything is ebbs and flows. You're going to go through periods of time where you're dabbling and you're learning and you're like, holy crap, I just transmuted this dark entity and or I just healed, you know, this physical ailment within my body, and it's amazing and you're on this high and you love the learning, But then you get hit with something that you need to heal and you're like, why did this throw me off course? It's because of these ebbs and flows. So we need to accept we're not going to always be in the highs and we're not always going to be in the lows and just ride the wave. And because the more resistance you have to riding that wave, the more difficult everything is going to be. And the resistance to riding the wave typically means you have an imbalance with your masculine and your feminine, right? Because the masculine really wants control and... When when you want control, you have a difficult time just releasing that control and going with the flow. And so flow state, you find you find yourself at a place of resistance to it, right? So when you wherever you're finding resistance is a is again, it's another point of an imbalance and something that needs to be healed. So the whole while while I've given kind of these phases of awakening, the whole process as a whole. It's not ever just clear cut and it always looks like this and it goes back and forth and up and down. It's not a straight line that kind of goes at this inclined trajectory that we want, we think we want it to be. It's, it's all over the place. It's up and down. It's backwards. It's forwards. And 
knowing and, ex- and accepting that up front will do you a lot of good and, and recognizing that we need to do the healing. You, ca- you can't, you're only going to go so far and your, you know, spiritual growth and evolution and vibration and the awareness and consciousness levels if you're not doing the healing as well. Okay, so with that, I'm going to call it there. And I hope this helps. And I hope you are realizing, okay, I have experienced these phases. And now I'm here. And hopefully some of this will help you to understand what's happening around you. And to know that you're not alone. That I think that's one of the biggest things is feeling alone in, in your experiences. And feeling like no one's ever going to understand you or that this, you know, maybe you're in phase two and you're hermiting and your things are feeling like they're falling apart and you feel like, oh my God, am I ever going to come out of this? Is, is this my life now? And knowing that it's not and that you will come out of that and it's all part of the process. If we don't go through those, those points, if we don't release what's not serving us, We can't attract what does serve us. So I hope that you enjoyed it and I will talk to you all next time. Bye.